0: Today's episode of Lockdown Eagles is sponsored by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Head over to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKDOWN to get $10 off your first order. Louis DiBiase here and Lars Lewis on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Now on with the show. Welcome in Eagles fans to another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Louis DiBiase here alongside one of my co-hosts and uh, we're spicing it up today. We're going with Mr. Lars Lewis who comes out of the bullpen. What's up, buddy?
1: I love the fact that you know my love for baseball.
0: I did that for you. (laughs)
1: This is killing me, man. There's no baseball right now. At least I get a little bit of that from you.
0: Right. So I, I thought I'd throw you a bone there. But of course, this is the Lockdown know, Eagles the podcast aren't right now. <laughs> yes. And we're going to talk plenty of football in today's edition of the show. As always, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, four to six episodes a week. I will say for the month of June, guys, we are going to probably go down to three episodes a week. Just with, you know, everything that's going on right now. And it's the dead zone of the NFL offseason. We'll probably do three to four, maybe three to five a week rather than four to six. I do have an exciting announcement, though. Myself, Lars Lewis, Gino Camilleri, and our good friend of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and he is a uh, beat reporter for the Meadville Tribune in Pennsylvania. A good friend of me and Lars that we've worked with um, in NFL radio up in Buffalo, New York. Mr. Jordan Hanskin, he developed a really cool idea on the Lockdown Sabres podcast, actually. Um, Him and my brother host that show on the network. And they did a thing where they took all Sabres players from every era you can pick anyone from any era, you know, the 70s, 80s, 90's, modern day. and they did a draft. They did an all-time Sabres draft. So I thought, I'm going to take that idea with permission, of course, and we're going to do that for the Philadelphia Eagles. So at the end of next week, myself, we have four teams: mine, Lars, Gino and Jordan Hanskin. We're going to draft all-time Eagles. We're going to do four teams of all-time Eagles, and then we're going to put it into Madden, simulate the games, and we're going to watch them. So I think it's a really fun idea that we're going to run with this summer as we wait for some real action to get going, Lars. And uh, So I'm really excited about that project next week. That's going to be a lot of fun because, you know, who knows, we could see Randall Cunningham throwing to Deshaun Jackson, Michael Vick and Miles Sanders, Ricky Waters, and, I don't know, Nick Foles. It'll be a lot of fun.
1: Oh, uh, and guess who has the number one pick?
0: And Lars, Nick you do Lars. have the number one pick. <laughs> Here, I will release the order since uh, we'll give we'll throw the listeners a little bit of a bone. Lars has the first overall pick. I ha- and we're gonna do it like a fantasy draft, right? We're gonna do a snake draft. So Lars goes first. I go second. Hanskin goes third, and Gino goes fourth. And then in the second round, it'll be Gino, Jordan, myself, and Lars. So it's a, a snake format. And speaking of fantasy football, so that's coming up next week. Speaking of fantasy football, today on, the, on this edition of the show, Lars, it's kind of a random topic that came totally out of left field. But the other day, I treated myself to a, a gift. I've been looking for this one particular jersey for at least a decade now. It's a Dennis Dixon Oregon Ducks jersey. He was my first favorite college football. You know how like I know you're an Notre Dame guy. For me, I don't really have a favorite college football team, but each year I kind of follow one player that I'm just in love with. I have to watch every single game, right? Whether it's Lamar, yeah, Lamar. Yep, um Teddy Bridgewater, Lamar Jackson, like you said the Louisville guys, Johnny Manziel, Cam Newton. Dennis Dixon was that first guy. And I ended up finally finding a number 10 Oregon Ducks old-time Dennis Dixon jersey and I, I I jumped on it instantly. And that got me to thinking about, yeah, like who are my favorite college football players that wasn't my team but I had to watch them every single week? And then, you know, with Dixon being one of those guys, of course he was a former member of the Philadelphia Eagles. And me and you actually did a podcast last week or the week before where we talked about, like, irrational stands that we had. That that we were. that Yeah, yeah, that we were. We were irrational stands of, like, random Eagles. And for me, Dennis Dixon was one of them. When Chip Kelly signed him in 2013, I thought he was going to win that job and be the starter over Michael Vick, over Nick Foles. I was a big Dennis Dixon guy. And that got me to thinking. I don't know. It just was this thought process after thought process. And all these thoughts just kept, turning into different ones and, you know, different topics. And then I started thinking, Dennis a man, like he's got he's gotta be one of the most famous, like best college football players the Eagles have ever had. So what I thought we'd do today in segments two and three is we're gonna do Not a draft, but we both put together almost like a fantasy lineup of all-time Eagles at the collegiate level. So not like the best Eagles of all time and what they did in college. We picked a lineup of a quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, a flex spot, which can be a running back, a receiver, or tight end, a tight end, and a kicker. So we basically made a fantasy lineup of the best college football players of all time that at one point were members of the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's not always going to be the top players in franchise history. There's going to be some weird ones, but I think that's what's going to make this fun.
1: Oh yes, and I I have some real gems. Yeah, for I'm you excited that about yours. You are not going to
0: expect. When I thought of this idea, I'm like, it's got to be Lars today. Like he's going to pull some some deep ones on me here. <laughs>
1: I, I am I, I have not been this charged up for a pod in a long time because <laughs> college football that is my jam. Right, that has been my jam for my entire life. Well, was it
0: Notre Dame your first team before anything?
1: I was three. I was three years old.
0: Yeah, I was so, three years
1: old. My parents dropped me off at my grandparents' house whenever they went to dinner, and what was on the TV the the O'Brien family with my with my grandparents was Notre Dame football. And since then, it has become an obsession.
0: All right, man. So, we're going to talk some college ball today on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. So, we're going to take one quick break. When we come back, we'll do this in two separate segments. So, coming up next, we'll do me and Lars' quarterback, running back, another running back, and uh, maybe we'll go one wide receiver as well. So, again, we're doing this like a fantasy lineup. We didn't do an entire roster of all time college players that went to the eagles at some point in their nfl career we did a quarterback two running backs two receivers a tight end a flex spot and a kicker so this is going to be a lot of fun louis dibiase and lars lewis joining you on this friday edition of lockdown eagles don't go anywhere we'll be right back Guys, today's Lockdown On Eagles is sponsored by Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They've got 20 awesome flavors, 20 grams of protein, so it's a really healthy alternative snack to, you know, your bag of Cheetos or Funyuns, whatever you're going with. Because knows have Eat-
1: had a ton of those.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. So, and honestly, Lars, I'm not a crazy big protein guy, uh, protein bar guy. Yeah, I, would I say can I, tell. Get, I get my healthy source of proteins, but not normally in bar form. But let me tell you, like, these do straight up taste like a candy bar. Like if I was going to a movie theater, I'd pick out a built Bar. Um, there is even a good idea. You're only, only
1: able to eat it.
0: Yes. If you put them in the fridge, if you put them in the, yes, I have to associate it with like kid eating habits. So you put it in a, in a fridge or in a freezer it makes it even better. That's a little bit of a uh, suggestion uh, by myself. Again, 20 awesome flavors. They There were 16. They added four new ones. My favorite one is Orange Vanilla, Big Orange Cream, you know, Buddy Bar kind of guy. So they have, whatever your flavor is, they have it available at BuiltBar.com. And also, some really cool and tasty Built Boost energy mixes that you just put in your water. Uh, my favorite flavor of those is black cherry lemonade. So whether it's the Built Bar, whether it's the Built on. Boost energy mix, you can go to BuiltBar.com today and get $10 off your first order of either or product by using the promo code LOCKDOWN. So once again, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKDOWN to get $10 off your first order. Louis DiBiase here, Lars Lewis. We'd like to thank Built Bar for sponsoring the podcast today. Buy Bilt and get big. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Louis DiBiase here joining you as always alongside one of my co-hosts, Mr. Lars Lewis, joining me. Mr. College Football, you know, Gino's big into college as well, but like Lars, you're a historian of the game. And today what we're going to do on the show is put together a fantasy lineup of the best college football players of all time. That at one point were Eagles at their pro career, so they didn't have to do squat at the pro level to be on this roster. Lars, it's anyone that was an Eagle at one point that was a star at the college level. So I think that makes, I think it opens it up uh, for a lot more fun names that we can bring up today.
1: Oh yes, and you're gonna love the first one. But you know what though, we're gonna let's start with you. Okay. I have to ask every the, the staple. The staple of a fantasy football team is always a quarterback, and I, I don't care what the people say regarding running back. A quarterback, if you have someone as elite in the top three, you're going to win a lot more games when you have someone who is at that high a level. So I want to know which college quarterback did you mm-hmm. take who was a member of the Eagles yep. that dominated at the college level?
0: So, there's a lot of good names, Lars, throughout Eagles history. Some of these quarterbacks have been stars of the collegiate level. You know, you look at Michael Vick at Virginia Tech. Um, you look at Sam Bradford, won the Heisman at Oklahoma. As much as I hate Sam Bradford, he was good at the college level. Like, there was a reason he was the, the number one pick. Then he got long sleeves and was terrible. Um, <laughs> Tim Tebow, at one point, was a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. One of the best college football players of all time. I'm not going to lie. This was a very personal preference that maybe this guy isn't as good as those players were at the college level. I'll, I'll I won't lie; like this is a fan pick, this is a heart pick rather than a head pick. I went with Dennis Dixon, who the was stand only with the Eagles. For last week, Lou. Yes, this is a stand pick. Uh, Dennis Dixon was only on the Eagles for a couple months in the 2013 offseason. I thought he was going to compete for that starting job. Uh, But once they drafted Matt Barkley in the fourth round, it was kind of over for him, especially too when Michael Vick and Nick Foles started to thrive in that Chip Kelly led offense. But let me tell you, Lars, again, like I said, in segment one, this was my first like collegiate crush. Like I was all in on Dennis Dixon in 2007 and he would have won the Heisman that year if he did not get hurt against Arizona. And you remember, of course, that was the year, the number two seed in college kept losing football games. And, I think Oregon would have at least made it to the national championship, if not won it, if Dennis Dixon didn't get hurt in that game. And again, everybody was playing musical chairs there after Dixon got hurt. But that man in 10 games was on a warpath. With, by the way, Chip Kelly as the offensive coordinator at the time for the Oregon Ducks. Dennis Dixon in 2007 had 20 passing touchdowns, 9 rushing touchdowns, 2,100 passing yards, and 583 rushing yards in 10 games. Like, you want to talk about a collegiate star dude in 2007? It was Dennis Dixon. So, yeah, maybe he wasn't as good as Tebow or Bradford or Vic at the collegiate level. But, man, he was my my first favorite college player, and I want him on my team. Sometimes you just got to go with the my guy, and this is such a my guy pick.
1: So it is. So it
0: is. <laughs> Such a my guy pick. I'm interested in yours uh, w- with yours here because again, there's a lot to choose from, and w- your style of quarterback. I don't know. You vary. I think you're you could talk yourself into any style of quarterback. You love the big arms. You also do like the mobility. But you know, back in the day, you were a big Drew Bledsoe guy, so you like the statues as well. So I don't know who you're gonna pick here.
1: Look, I, I evolved with the times, Louis. Yes, that you, was when yes. I was a—that was when I was a younger man, <laughs> right? And that—and that was still a viable option. A quarterback was the statue that can throw rockets. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So this guy—he doesn't throw—he doesn't throw rockets, but it, it just seemed that anything—anything anything that he threw was getting caught.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: This is the anti. Stand pick. This is the anti Lou pick.
0: Oh no! It is
1: Sam Bradford?
0: Yeah, I, I figured you were. I mean, you had to, right? No, Two thousand eight. He had he threw for
1: four thousand seven hundred twenty one yards, fifty touchdowns, completed sixty eight percent of his passes. Like I know. That, that is bonkers.
0: I know he was good, but you know who he lost to in that national championship that year? Mister Tim Tebow, right? Just saying, you uh, could have picked the Tebs. You could have picked Tebow time. I look, I
1: look, I love Tim Tebow, but I couldn't bring it upon myself to have that kind of throwing motion. He wasn't really that terrific of a passer. No, he wasn't. But, my God, good luck tackling that man and good luck trying to figure out what the hell he was going to do. That was Tim Tebow. That was somebody who just – he never had the greatest arm. He never had the greatest motion. He never was the most accurate. But it just seemed that nobody could stop him.
0: He was a perfect college player,
1: right? Right. And and I'm thinking if you're doing strictly on numbers, like we're playing fantasy football, championship doesn't matter. Right. We're playing fantasy football. It's regular season. And Sam Bradford by far had the best regular season of any quarterback in 2008.
0: Part of why I, lo- I love this idea, Lars, that we're doing is because I just think it was a lot of fun to research all the numbers of these players because some of the box score stats they would put up. I mean, it's like video games. It's crazy.
1: I know. I mean, when you look at 2008 and you look at the team that Oklahoma had, I they were elite. They were really good. And the only yep. problem was they went up against a Florida team who had a, once again, a far, far, far better defense
0: Mm -hmm. than Uh, Oklahoma had by the way we we were talking about Tebow that's a really cool random Eagles jersey I always think it's funny when I see like a number 11 Eagles jersey walking around I'm like oh yep another Wentz jersey and they turn around and it's Tebow
1: (laughs) oh it's 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 Uh, phenomenal all
0: right so you went with Sam Bradford I went with Dennis Dixon as our quarterbacks Uh, let's do our two running backs here who did you go with as your number one your RB1
1: Oh, just like a quick second, I forgot DeMarco Murray was on that team.
0: Yes, he was. I I even considered him as one of my running backs, but there were better options here. And I also hate DeMarco Murray with a burning passion. <laughs>
1: the 2008 Oklahoma Sooners is the anti-loot team. Yeah, it's, they it it's Sam Bradford the, and DeMarco Murray on yeah, it. Yeah,
0: it's the 2015 Eagles offense, which was the worst year of my life.
1: <laughs> okay, so let's go to running backs. Yeah,
0: yeah, let's go to running backs.
1: All right, see, actually, I'll start off here, okay. and I feel like this is this is one that you and I will have, and I'm pretty sure that if anybody else was posed this question, they will as well, and that's LaShawn McCoy.
0: Yep, I'm with you. He's also my RB1. I didn't realize, Lars, how good he was. At the, I mean, again, 2009, I was kind of a younger Eagles fan at the time. Um, I always knew he was good. I mean, he was a second-round pick, but holy cow, the dude had 1,300 over 1,300 in 2007 rushing yards, uh, nearly 1,500 in 2008. He had 35 touchdowns rushing in two years. He had 21 in 2008 and 14 in 2007. Like, this dude was ballistic.
1: What makes me surprised, he only had one receiving touchdown. I know, I just
0: noticed that, actually. But he did have uh, 244 receiving yards in 2007, 305 in 2008. So he almost, I mean, he was pushing 1,900 yards his last year before he got drafted by the Birds. I mean talk about it. and you know what's funny I, I almost went with Deion Lewis as one of my other player, my other running backs here because right after the after McCoy at Pittsburgh Deion Lewis takes over and he put up some crazy numbers in that offense as well
1: you know what's funny is that when you look at those numbers and you see the amount of touchdowns 2007 and 2008 that was still around a time where running backs were, were going in the first round of right. draft and, and yeah. the fact that he went late in
0: 2009
1: in the second round to Philadelphia it's, it's kind of a shock I,
0: yeah, I wonder what – I mean, again, I don't know. Again, that's that was uh, 11 years ago. But I do wonder why he fell to the second Maybe it's because, because,
1: well, the the Big East wasn't really a power conference in, yeah, in college fair. football. That's true. Uh, but it's not, hard to deny those numbers. Yeah, I mean, no, he was yeah, amazing.
0: So that's why I, I, I didn't want to go with, like, the Eagles' all-time leading rusher. He was the first guy that came to mind just because of that. But then I looked at his college numbers. I'm like, oh, no, he was a stud at Pitt. So he's – me and Lars is RB1 as well. Together here, we kind of went with that consensus. Um, Lars, here's my RB2. He didn't ever do anything with the Eagles. He's one of the worst picks in the Howie Roseman era. 2007, fourth-round draft pick out of San Diego State. It's Danell Pumphrey. Oh, this, wow.
1: This, I was I, – <laughs> oh, No. He shattered.
0: <laughs> he, he, sh- he shattered NCAA records, dude. Listen to this three-year stretch he had from 2014, 2015, and 2016. 2014, he had 1,867 rushing yards and 20 touchdowns. The next year, 1,653 rushing yards, 17 touchdowns. The final year at San Diego State. 2,133 rushing yards and 17 touchdowns. The dude had, what is that, 32, 52 touchdowns in three years? I mean, or what? Yeah, they eight touchdowns a freshman year. 37, 47, 50, 54 touchdowns yeah. in three years. Fifty two touchdowns in
1: four years, just oh rushing. Oh, my God.
0: It's incredible. So... And I guess that's what Howie and Joe Douglas were doing back then, right, was it was all about college production, and nobody produced more than Pumphrey. Unfortunately, now he was playing in the XFL because he could not do it in the NFL.
1: Uh, well, that's, it's kind of a major difference. It's
0: when you, when you get guys
1: from the Mountain West or you get someone from, like, among the lower-tier conferences in, in college football, it's a bit of a crapshoot. You don't exactly know if he's going to be able to translate into the NFL level. Is he going to be able to read the holes – when it comes to NFL blocking compared to, to college blocking, right. the amount of, the talent level is higher, and sometimes it works when Ladainian Tomlinson gets drafted from a, a small school at TCU way back in 2000. Sure, and then it doesn't work when you got a guy like Pumphrey.
0: I uh, it was he your running back too as well. He was my flex player. Oh, okay, he was your flex. So. Alright, hold on then. You got your flex done so we, we've both listed three players here. Uh, we'll take one more break on the Lockdown Eagles podcast and coming up next we'll roll through our two receivers. We'll get to Lars's other running back, my flex and then a, a tight end and kicker to wrap up this edition of the show. I'm having a lot of fun with this. I know Lars is too. Hope you guys are as well checking out this Friday edition of Lockdown Eagles and guys, today's episode is sponsored by Rock Auto. With the ever increasing number of makes and models, it is now possible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why I endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com
2: is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All
0: right, Eagles fans, welcome back in. Louis DiBiase and my buddy Lars Lewis wrapping up this Friday edition of the podcast. We are doing an ultimate fantasy lineup of the best Eagles, I should say the best college football players that at one point in their pro career were a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. So at quarterback, I went with Dennis Dixon. Lars went with Sam Bradford. We both have LaShawn McCoy out of pit as our RB1. I had Danelle Pumphrey as my RB2. Lars, you have him on your roster as well in your flex position. So who was your RB2 then? Is this the my guy pick that I'm expecting?
1: Oh, absolutely
0: not. Oh, it wasn't Ricky Waters.
1: It was not Ricky. His Waters. numbers,
0: I looked into it just for you because I'm like, I bet he's going to take Ricky Waters who went to Notre Dame. The number is not great. Well, no, it's it's not that it wasn't great. Is that he didn't have
1: a lot of touches. When you actually look at it, I guess that's when then, yeah. Ricky Waters played at Notre Dame, his last two years, because when Lou Holtz was the head coach at Notre Dame, he always had multiple running backs right. that he used. And Ricky Waters was another one. He had a lot of gadget players that they used to uh, interchange in and out. Sure. Ricky Waters in those two years, in 89 and 90, when he was used the most, He, if you had to use the two average, he was averaging 6.2 yards a carry. Dude, he was Mr. Efficient in those last two levels. years.
0: I mean, college, NFL, Ricky Waters was so damn efficient. But uh, you right. didn't go with him, so who's your RB2?
1: Yeah, and it was because he didn't have a whole ton of work in, in college. I decided to take somebody else. Now, this player played from 1992 to 1994 for the Philadelphia Eagles. He is part of a very infamous trade in NFL history, Herschel Walker. Oh,
0: okay. Wow. I didn't even think to put him on my roster. That's a good one. I like that a lot. Did not expect that. Herschel Walker is is long
1: considered one of the most dominant college football players that ever lived. In the three years he was at Georgia, he averaged nearly 1,800 yards rushing a season, averaged 16 touchdowns rushing a season. Jeez. And he had, let's see, I think it was he had 52 total touchdowns in three years at Georgia.
0: Unreal. Yeah. And
1: he had 52 touchdowns in 33 games.
0: So you got LaShawn McCoy and Herschel Walker. I went with yeah, LaShawn McCoy. Good luck McCoy. Stopping that. <laughs> I went with LeSean McCoy and Denell Pumphrey. All right, Lars, let's go to wide receivers. We both got two cracks at pass catchers. My top receiver both of my receivers actually I was kind of forming this twenty fourteen like offense here. I went with Jeremy Macklin out of Missouri. I mean, this team, oh,
1: me he, too.
0: Uh, oh, did you really? He Yes, was, I had Jeremy Macklin. 2007, Missouri was one of the best teams in college football, and a lot of it was because of Jeremy Macklin. 80 catches that year, 1,055 yards, 9 touchdowns. He also had four – like Macklin was kind of used the way Deshaun Jackson was early in his Eagles career. As kind of a receiver and like running back hybrid, that's how, that's how Missouri used Macklin. He had 375 rushing yards in 2007 and four touchdowns. So he had uh, 13 touchdowns that year and over 1,400 yards from scrimmage. And then his final year in 2008 at Missouri, before he was the Eagles' first round pick, 1,260 yards on 102 catches, 13 receiving touchdowns, 290 yards or 293 rushing yards and two more scores so 15 touchdowns that year and also like he was their ultimate weapon he was used in the return game as well he had a a return touch kick return touchdown in 2007 and two punt return touchdowns and then in 2008 he had a return touchdown through the kickoff and punt return game as well so five total return touchdowns in two years with Missouri Macklin was a stud man it makes sense that he was a first round pick
1: yeah, it's crazy. Well, Gary Pinkle was a, a mastermind of, of offense, and they Wasn't averaged Chase Daniel as
0: quarterback, right? Chase
1: Daniel was his quarterback. That's <laughs> right. Lord. Another another eagle
0: <laughs> Boy, they averaged 43 points a game, Lou. Was that the last time Missouri was good?
1: Actually, well, they did make the SEC championship not too ah, long. Oh, that's before. right. I think it was like yeah, a couple yeah. years back. I
0: forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, With Doriel yeah, Green-Becker, like, right? since then has
1: been kind of up and down where they'll have like a good season and then they'll win like five games and then it, they're like a roller coaster. Right. Okay, so then I actually have Jeremy Macklin as one of my wide receivers as well because, I mean, I think he was one of the best wide receivers in college football.
0: Yeah, he was, for at, sure. at that
1: time when he played.
0: So who is your wide receiver to mine? I think is a bit of a surprise.
1: Mine and mine is also a surprise. All right. I'm listening. Now th- this is, this is also very similar to the Herschel Walker pick. A guy who you didn't expect also played for the Philadelphia Eagles. And that is Chris Carter.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Chris, Chris Carter, Carter, he went to Ohio state
1: first three years in Philadelphia.
0: Yep. That's right.
1: Chris Carter played at Ohio state. Now, I need you to put this into context. This is the mid-80s in college football in the Big Ten Conference. Sure, yeah. Big Ten football in the 80s, there was no such thing as a passing game.
0: It was barbaric.
1: However, you look at Chris Carter's numbers for Ohio State in the Big Ten. He had 27 touchdowns in three years. Yep. That, now, in 1984 to 86 numbers, that's like getting 45 touchdowns in three years.
0: I agree, yeah. That is how
1: impressive that was. He had 1,127 yards and 11 touchdowns. He averaged 16.3 yards a catch in the Big Ten Mm -hmm. for Ohio State, who, before he came there, didn't know what a passing game was. (laughs) This is from a university that Archie Griffin, who was the double Heisman winner and uh, an elite run game. He brought passing to Ohio State because he was such a weapon that Ohio State used him. And I think eleven hundred and twenty seven receiving yards and eleven touchdowns on sixty nine catches in 1986. I mean, NFL numbers, that's a leap on in college. That's incredible. I I saw those numbers and I I had to put them on this list.
0: I'm glad that you're going with some older players because I felt kind of bad, you know, going through my lineup and I'm like, damn, it's a lot of modern day players. But you know how I am with sports. Um, I think athletes are better now at the college level as well. Not just not to knock Chris Carter or Herschel Walker. Like they were studs that were, as you said, like, you know, after their time, like they were born in the wrong era, if you ask me, those Uh, guys could
1: have played today
0: for sure. Yeah, Chris Carter, man, and we saw like when the the offense started getting more advanced, and you know he got to a offense with some sort of system, right? I mean, with Philadelphia, with Cunningham, like he was he was good, right? Because he was talented. The two guys were so talented, right. Cunningham they make was it work. So raw, um, yeah, but then and then you go to Minnesota where they had that awesome offensive system uh, with what? Uh, Billick was there, um, Green. I mean, they had a good offensive coaching staff, and they had. Chris Carter, Randall Cunningham, who advances a passer, uh, Randy Moss. So, yeah, Carter, the more offense got mo- modern, um, he got better. For me, my wide receiver, two was Jordan Matthews, actually. So I'm kind of forming this 2014-like offense. I didn't realize... I mean, I always knew he was super productive at Vanderbilt, and he was a second-round pick for a reason, but Lars, in 2012, this guy had 94 catches, 1,323 yards, 8 touchdowns. He followed that up in 2013 with a 112-reception year with uh, 1,477 yards and 7 touchdowns, and in 2011 as a sophomore, 41 catches, 778 yards, five scores. Uh, Jordan Matthews at Vanderbilt with not good quarterback play. I mean, he was the best player I think on that team. Vanderbilt was not really that good at the time. I could named you
1: another player from Vanderbilt.
0: I think Jordan Rogers was his quarterback actually.
1: Oh no! Who went on
0: to who <laughs> oh, went on no. to uh, he went on to win the Bachelorette. <laughs> Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, so Jordan Matthews, uh, you know, he had to deal with a lot there at Vanderbilt. And, man, that guy produced. So I'm going with the uh, 2014 combo of Macklin and Matthews as my wide receivers. Lars is going with Macklin and Chris Carter. All right, your flex was Donnell Pumphrey. Uh, Your your RB2 was Herschel Walker. So let me just get my flex here. I put Darren Sproles in this spot coming out of Kansas State. He was exactly what you thought Darren Sproles would be at the college level, dude. I mean, these numbers, especially for 2002, 2003, 2004, I mean, holy cow. Especially that junior year in 2003. He had 306 rushing attempts for 1,986 yards, 16 touchdowns. He also had 287 receiving yards and two scores. He was active in the punt and kick return game as well. So he went rushing-wise. This was just Sproles as a running back. Over 1,400 in 2002. Almost 2,000 rushing yards in 2003, 2004. He finished his career at Kansas State with 1,318 yards and uh, 11 touchdowns. So he didn't even really hit his ceiling as a receiver at Kansas State, and he put up almost 5,000 career rushing yards in four years.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's just crazy. And then the yeah. Chargers
0: added him with Ladainian Tomlinson. Like, holy cow, what a combo! Their well, when you,
1: when you look back in those years when Darren Sproles played there, that was Kansas State literally at the height of their powers with Bill yeah. Snyder coming back as head coach. And you look at the four seasons that that he played there, I mean, they went to the Fiesta Bowl, they went to the Holiday Bowl, they won, They had two 11-win seasons in 2002 and 2003. They had an 11-win season in his freshman year in 2000. Yeah. Kansas State was a machine then. And he was, and he was basically the heart of it.
0: Look, Darren, I know you have me blocked on Twitter, but I am drafting you here in my flex spot. Let's let bygones be got. Bygones. You are a PPR dream. Let's go win a ship together.
1: <laughs> Please unblock him.
0: I didn't block him. He blocked me for saying no, I'm, I, I I'm didn't. I am talking to Darren. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Come on, man. When you make the Hall of Fame, I want to celebrate with you. I always thought you were a good player. I just didn't want you taking touches away from Miles Sanders for what I can now say were obvious reasons oh dear all right let's let's wrap this up lars with our tight end and kicker um who was your tight end
1: i i think you and i are both gonna say this it's zach ertz
0: i did not have zach ertz actually really? he was he yeah, was my I
1: picked, I picked zach ertz because yeah. when you look at you look at numbers for a tight end they don't really wow you in college there's very no. few guys that can get big numbers sure. in 2012 with stanford 69 catches, 898 yards, and six touchdowns. Like Zach Ertz, averaged 13 yards a catch.
0: Andrew Luck's favorite target.
1: Those numbers are very impressive.
0: I agree. I went with his counterpart right now in 12 personnel. It's Dallas Goddard out of South Dakota State, and I know he played at the FCS level, so his numbers are maybe a little bit inflated. He had back-to-back 1,000 yard receiving years uh, at South Dakota State. 92 catches in 2016 2017 so even though it's in the fcs lars like for a tight end to almost catch 100 balls for 1293 yards and 11 touchdowns following that up with a 72 catch year with 1111 yards and seven scores again i know it's at the fcs level but i think you give let's say like where zach Ertz was at stanford with andrew luck you give andrew luck dallas goddard at the time i still think goddard's a star um in the pack 12 so i went with goddard actually um it was between him and Ertz, though, for sure. Ertz was the first name that came to my mind, but thought I'd spice it up and go with uh, Goddard.
1: Well, I well, here's a little tidbit I can I can tell you is that those numbers for for Zach Ertz are so impressive when you think that in that in 2012 Stanford had five quarterbacks that year.
0: <sighs> yeah, that's. Oh wait, are you sure that was? Yeah, that was the year after Luck left. Oh, so was that Kevin Hogan?
1: It was Kevin Hogan, Josh Nunes, Brett Nottingham, Drew Terrell oh, and Lucas yeah,
0: Casel. You're right actually. His cuz I was looking at his stats I'm like oh it makes sense like his biggest his best best year numbers wise was with luck. But you're right actually. No, luck got drafted in 2012. So yeah, you're right. Ertz did that. He put up those numbers with just quarterback roulette.
1: Yeah, and the crazy part is they won 12 games that year with those five
0: quarterbacks. Ah, uh, Stanford. All right, so you went with Zach Ertz as your tight end. I went with Dallas Goddard. We'll, we'll post these rosters, by the way, guys, on LockedOnEagles.com after the show, so make sure you go check that out if you want to uh, take a look. And, of course, uh, I want to hear your lineup, and so does Lars. So hit us up on Twitter, at L O E and at LarsLewis12. Um, all right, Lars, let's wrap it up with kickers. Mine was Alex Henry out of Nebraska. He was the Eagles' fourth-round pick in 2013 yeah right the chip kelly uh first draft um he broke ncaa records actually at nebraska um his career mark or what is it okay 89.5 percent career accuracy percentage that's the best in ncaa history um also his combined accuracy rate of 96.7 percent also shattered an ncaa record wasn't that good for the eagles after 2013 but at the collegiate level it's one of the best kickers of all time accuracy wise.
1: Great, now I'm scrambling to try to find another quarterback. You are oh, sorry, you kicker? kicker.
0: You can have Cody Parking and like it. <laughs>
1: no, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to have Cody Parking and like, like it. I'm going to give you someone from way out of bounds.
0: Okay. Gary Anderson. Gary Anderson. Wait, the guy that missed the kick for the Vikings? Yes. I forget he was an Eagle. That's right.
1: To that 95 and 96. He, he was cost- part of He was part of that Ray Rhodes team.
0: I think he cost uh, one of the best teams that never won a Super Bowl a chance at uh, competing for a ring.
1: The only field goal he ever missed that year.
0: That's incredible. (laughs) Oh, God. He was 38-38
1: that year until that kick.
0: I would say poor Minnesota, but they were really annoying during the NFC title week, and I still hate them for it. Now,
1: the reason why I'm I'm bringing up Gary Anderson really quick, he holds the Syracuse record for field goals made and in nineteen in 1981, he made 95% of his field goals that year.
0: That's pretty good, especially back then.
1: Yeah, and Gary Anderson, I mean, imagine if he didn't miss that field goal. He'd be considered probably the greatest kicker in the history of football.
0: Yeah, and now he's a good like trainer was, as well, right? He's a good he coach. Was he, was was, uh, good. he was coaching PFT to try to make the XFL as a kicker.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: All right. That was a lot of fun, Lars. I really enjoyed that. I hope our listeners did as well. So that's our ultimate uh, fantasy lineups for best college football players of all time that at one point were members of the Philadelphia Eagles. We will post those uh, all time college fantasy Eagles lineups on LockedOnEagles.com. Lars, I was trying to find a good name for it, but I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I would say uh, all time Eagles college players, right? Is that a, is that a good title for this?
1: I would I would say
0: alright so th- that was a lot of fun though um, we'll be back next week again we'll probably do three to five podcasts a week now uh, throughout the month of June but thank you guys so much for tuning in to another edition of the show today uh, go to any podcast platform to subscribe to the podcast if you could leave us hopefully a five star rate and review it's how we grow the show we want to get your feedback and let us uh, know how you think we're doing on the podcast myself Lars Lewis and Gino Camilleri head over to LockdownEagles.com as well to find all our shows and then we're always talking birds on twitter after the show at dibiase and at lars lewis 12 for my good friend lars lewis i'm lou dibiase signing off as always thank you for downloading thank you for listening and let's go let's go birds
2: is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy